I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who is also known in some parts of the world as the Brewmeister, as opposed to the Heat Miser or you know Jack Frost, as we are now in the winter season here in Buffalo. Mr. Drew Celestino. I have been referred to as that. I'm never sure how to take it because it's a, such a hey, Mr. Brewmeister. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, hey, Mr. Drew. I make beer and stuff, and it's always like, yeah, ha ha ha. Yes, thank you. I never it's, say that. It's about a low hang. I know you don't. Listen, you're okay. You are it's a low so fruit is all multi talented. You, I try. You make you make beer. Yeah, you train wrestlers in Japan. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> Listen, My hoodie says so. <laughs> if today's society have taught us anything, is if someone says it, it must be true. This is not. You're, you're right, actually. That's dead on. So here we are, um, not in Cobra Island Studios 3.0. No. We are on location recording this at Iron Buffalo in Buffalo, New York. As opposed to Iron Butterfly. I, Ron, Butterfly. That's right. Oh, Homer. Remember when we used to make out to this hymn? <laughs> so, yes, uh, later on in the show, we are going to have the owner-operator on, and we're going to talk about Iron Buffalo and how it's uh, making a splash here in numerous geek cultures in the local area. But first, we must stand on ceremony. Opening statement, sir, how was your week? Uh, it's a bit of whirlwind. We had a holiday in there, so that, yes. uh, that has its own uh, degree of you know, insanity that comes along with it. Although I must say my Thanksgiving was uh, pretty good. Yeah. Um, so first things first, um, I ended up uh, on Wednesday, the day after we recorded, no major news broke. So, you know, Kevin yeah. Feige was apparently already celebrating the holiday early. Yes. Uh, I did manage to score uh, on vinyl, the Mortal Kombat 2 and 1, but 1 and 2 soundtrack on vinyl. So I'm very excited about that. Although I'm a little sad that I did not get the Reptile Green version. That pressing sold out within seconds, so I had mm. to settle for Sub-Zero Blue. Fair enough. So, so now are the, the physical records themselves, they have the Dragon logo? Uh, on the on the sticker, but the the vinyl is blue. Oh, uh, okay. Picture yeah. discs never sound as good as, as regular pressings, so okay. I, I try to avoid picture. They look cool, but they yeah. sound, gen- generally speaking, they sound... I always thought the wood grain looking ones were interesting. You know, they're neat, um, but yeah. you, you generally want, you know, just, just nice solid yep. vinyl pressing. So I got that. I'm excited to get that. Um, we'll see how long it takes to come in. But um, What different color choices were there? There was Sub-Zero Blue, there was Scorpion Yellow, and there was Reptile Green. <laughs> no right. black pressing at all. Okay. Now, that's where a snob would really go up, go off and be like, well, you know, the black technically sounds superior to all colored formats because colors dilute, dilute the vinyl and it's yeah. not as high quality. Dude, I'm not that bad. No. Yeah, and as far as I'm concerned, uh, any color nowadays, the pressings are all pretty good. So, you know, unless you're maybe over like 100 spins, you might notice that one deteriorates faster than the other. Yep. But uh, I don't see that being a problem for me. So it's <laughs> not really a big deal. But I am excited to get that. So Thanksgiving Day... Uh, nice, nice day. Uh, took the fam over to my cousin's where we, uh, he in a house smaller than mine managed to fit in about, oh, 30, 40 people. So, you know, gives me some, uh, motivation to maybe offer up the Casa di Celestino next year for Thanksgiving. Yes. So let us stretch out a little bit. Yep. But we'll see. 
But it was nice. Everyone passed Grant around like uh, like a side. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Pass kid. Yeah. There you go. Did you get enough? Did pass, you get enough? Yep. Yep. Kind of like that. Um, followed up by a quick trip to Jen's parents for dessert. And that was really about it for Thanksgiving. We took it easy. Um, Friday uh, didn't do much during the day, I don't believe. But... It's hard to keep track. This has been a, kind of a weird, like, when you get five days off of work, things tend to bleed together. Yeah. So, all I know for sure. Oh, t- duh. It was Black Friday. Yep. Oh, my God. So, you can tell that I'm a little frazzled. Um, I made it out to uh, Record Store Day, uh, which is not, usually it's in April. So, this is like a supplemental record store day. Okay. So I went to uh, Revolver Records, uh, their second location, actually, on Elmwood Avenue. Uh, the first one's on Hurdle. And I managed to score a new pressing of Typo Negative's Bloody Kisses album, which is really awesome because, number one, great record. Number two, uh, vinyl from the 90s for bands like that. Yeah. Exceedingly rare, if it exists at all, just because at that time vinyl was not being well, pressed. Yeah. If it wasn't CDs, it was cassettes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, vinyl was considered dead. So, you know, who needs that? But there are pressings of vinyl that record. was dead. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Uh, but um, they repressed it for Record Store Day, and I managed to score a copy, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, if you were to try to find an original copy, it would cost you several hundred dollars. So I don't want to spend that much. So... I purchased yeah. this new pressing, and it, uh, it's great. You're Hope. purchasing to listen. You're not collecting. Exactly. Well, there for your a little both, but you know. Um, fingers crossed that it did well enough um, that the label will consider repressing their whole catalog. Um, that would be my preference, but we'll see if that, that follows through. I mean, honestly, they should, but, you know, I mean, the market's there. Now, like, vinyl, vinyl collecting is, is very big now, like, yeah. relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was a line out the door for this on Black Friday morning, like 20, 30 people deep. So, you know, it's, it's a thing. People care about it and people want to get involved and get stuff. Every so, once in a while, the hipsters give us something good. Yeah. You know, of course, now they're trying to resurrect cassettes. Dude, don't. Yeah. I don't want to talk about. You, you, I, I see this happening in the music community. And I'm just like, why? Yeah. No. Are we doing this exactly? It's. It doesn't make any sense because with vinyl, you can make the argument that you have a superior sound. Absolutely. You have a superior visual presentation and oh, packaging. Um, Nothing like with, it. With uh, CDs, you have the like the convenience of track skipping. Skipping and, and audio fidelity as well. Audio fidelity. Cassettes offer poor, poorer sound. Yep. Small form factor that, you know, at one time was convenient, but now if I want small form factor, I'm just going to put it on my phone. Yeah. Which offers superior fidelity. Yep. I'm getting nothing out of a cassette other than tape hiss, and I don't like tape hiss. So yeah, anyway. it's not good. No, no I'm sorry, it's bad. I just it's polished bad. off my coffee. No, it's okay. It's good, it's coffee. good coffee. Very good coffee. Um, so that led into um, kind of just a chilling for the day, but in the evening, um, we did not have game night. Uh, but on Thursday, and I did not get to it Thursday, so I made sure I was going to get into it Friday. I started the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yay! I got through two episodes um, out of six. There's six episodes. They're, they're marketing it as the gauntlet. So, <laughs> uh, there's not a chance in hell I could possibly do all six at once. I might die. The second episode almost killed me. Um, Isn't like laughing so hard? 
there, thank God I watched it on Mystery Science Theater 3000 because if I had to endure that movie on its own, mm. I I may have died. Yeah. Uh, it was, get ready for it, okay. <clears throat> Atlantic Rim. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just doing the knockoff straight to DVD. Dude, it was, it, it was hard to. So this movie came out like recently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the company Asylum Pictures. Yeah, they just crap out similarly titled movies and yeah. try to turn a profit on suckers. Oh god! Like so, when Transformers comes out, they come out with Transformers. Transformers. That, I think yep. that's actually them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, it was so bad. Like even even the show couldn't it was struggling to like make it palatable. <laughs> So anyway, we had to tap out of two. <laughs> so we're going to dive back in maybe this weekend. Um, so the weekend itself, uh, Saturday, um, we had, uh, I had my calendar up. We had a little birthday party uh, to go to for a friend's, uh, a friend's daughter's first birthday. Good time. All, my, all the bros yeah. were there. Alan was there. Uh, and then in the evening, my dad came over for dinner. Um, I whipped up uh, some, some beer stuffing and uh, a ham and, you know, it was, it was good. Good time. Beer stuffing or beer dressing? There's a difference. What's the difference? Stuffing is cooked in the turkey. Dressing all right, all right. is cooked. Well, Mr. Semantics. I'm <laughs> just saying there's a legitimate difference. It's Yeah, okay. If it's bread, veggies, and, and, and liquid, it's, it's stuffing. Not necessarily. Yeah, dressing implies liquid like for salad. I'm not putting stuffing on my salad. I mean, you can. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Seeing as romaine was apparently like, you know, insta-death uh, over Thanksgiving break. Yeah. How did we survive Thanksgiving without romaine, Carl? Um, we ate all the stuff we normally <laughs> on Thanksgiving. So not romaine. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Uh, anyway, uh, that kind of did it for my Saturday. Sunday, uh, we had a little uh, Friendsgiving uh, in the evening, so nothing much in the daytime. I did. Uh, I skipped the Bills game entirely. And uh, I got some music work done. It was great. I don't feel like I missed a thing. I'm telling you, man, I have not watched a single football game this year, and Sundays are just so much more enjoyable. I'm, I'm, I think I can get behind that. Yeah. I enjoyed myself thoroughly, and I'm uh, looking forward to doing it again. Yeah. It's like, again, it's just because there's just too much crap surrounding professional football right now. Oh, and, I don't... like, I knew the Bills were going to be bad going into the season. That normally doesn't bother me. Again, I'm not, like, boycotting it or anything. If a couple right. of friends say, hey, we're getting together for the game, I'll go. Sure. But it's just, like, it's not something I'm really seeking out or okay. making time for specifically. That's totally fair. Um, what I am making time for, and unfortunately this evening we're, we're missing, I watched a lot of Sabres games. Oh, the Sabres. Dude. The Sabres. Yeah. Yeah, they're... They're I have good. had so much fun watching the Sabres. They're they're so much fun to watch. There was a couple days there that they were literally actually no, it was one day that they were literally number one in, in the, the league. league. I know it's insane. It's insane. Let, let me say that again for for Manny, our friend in Staten Island. The oh. Sabres were number one in the league. Dare I ask? Is he an Islanders fan? No, he's a Rangers fan. Oh, even worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, he's not a Jets fan. He's a Giants fan. Okay, well that yeah, yeah they're that's a that's a superior organization. I can't I can't knock. Is that. it though to the Jets? Yeah, <laughs> and to the Bills? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, few. There's only one organization that's not superior to the Bills, and that's Cleveland. Even the argument can be made. Nah, <laughs> I know. No, they're they're, they're terrible. Yeah. So but anyway, but yeah, the Sabers have been great to watch. They've been really fun. I'm a little worried about them because they worry. can't just like win outright. It's always uh, statistically speaking. 
they are like an eighty nine percent lock to make the playoffs. So you know, well, yeah, but you're, and that's if they coast for the rest of the year. You're not factoring in the Buffalo factor. Ah, <laughs> we 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 can Buffalo things very easily. I wonder if uh, the the analytics guys take that into account in Vegas. Like, is well, there an X factor that they yeah. can add in? <laughs> There should be. Um, and then uh, last night... And on the mathematical pre- equation, they don't use X. They just use the old slug emblem. Oh, God. You had to go there. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, bring us to last night where um, we we literally watched Raw in... Uh, no, you know what? I'm not going to say we watched it. We, we fast-forwarded it to the point where we, we, we saw the glimpses of what was happening. Yep. And we literally just kind of like, oh, yep, I know. Like, we knew exactly what was happening. Okay. And then it was over. Anything and interesting happened? Not a thing. Okay. Not a thing. By all accounts, worst show in months. They, they they keep finding new ways to screw up, yet they keep making more money. I don't understand. On the plus side, I discovered a new show in that last night on Netflix. What's that? Uh, Big Mouth. I've seen the previews for it. Oh, boy. Did you ever watch F is for Family? No. You need to check out that one. Okay. Well, maybe after Big Mouth. Um. Big mouth. Oh my god. Uh I couldn't breathe for good stretches of time laughing. <laughs> uh it's it granted, it do not watch this with children <laughs> at all. Yeah. But watch Big Mouth. Oh my god. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. And that's all I can say. That's that's all I can say about yeah. it on our show. Okay. Because we are family friendly. Yeah, so kids listening to our show don't watch Big Mouth. Yes. But to their parents, do. Do you watch? <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Okay. Did you, did you get a new watch? No, I've had this one. Oh, yeah. Right. Although, okay. you know, as funny as, as it sounds, um, you, that you pointed out, uh, I've been getting like hit with ads all over internet, social media, and whatnot for um, watches and sunglasses. Hmm. The, the the ad the ad gurus figured me out and they know how to get me to click things <laughs> and watches and sunglasses will do that to yeah. me so uh, there's there's other watches I've been looking at they're like oh I want I want that I want that one <laughs> I don't need another one this is you, this one's great but do you want a Doctor Strange drawer is that what you're saying remember when you opened up the drawer and there was all the watches in there the motion I don't remember powered that. watches I don't remember that that's where he's getting dressed before he lost everything I oh, didn't do dear. it. I swear it wasn't us. Was not us. We are literally stationary right now. We may have inadvertently caused it, but we didn't physically cause it. I'm excited about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can't contain himself. How was your week, sir? Uh, my week was all right. Still, still seeking employment. Yeah. Um, yeah, unemployment sucks, but you know, using the time wisely, started to uh, clean out and clean up the basement. That's good. In, in efforts of, because you've been down there, and it's just kind of a... It's cavernous until we get to your office. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's kind of a hot mess. Now, when you walk down, there's just like a wide open area. I'm doing kind of in sections. Okay. Um, so the goal is to eventually get a game space down there All right. for game nights and whatnot. Um, but obviously, that's down the road until the, the monies start to come in again. I understand. Um, so yeah, a lot of, you know job applying things like that thanksgiving was good you know we always go over to uh, julie's uh, mother's house and her parents you know put out a good spread and her uh, her sister and uh her husband was there and 
her brother and his wife went to his wife's. They rotate his wife's families in Syracuse, so they weren't there with us. Um, so, yeah, didn't go anywhere on Black Friday because, you know, sure deals are great, but, yeah. They're not worth they're not worth fighting people over. Yeah, but and also, <laughs> once again, unemployed. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I had, there was an X-Wing tournament that we were going to have at uh, Game On, Game On Land, where we, you know, we you and I were there once. Um, they unfortunately had to close down, so we were left without a location for the X-Wing tournament. Um, fortunately, my friend James kind of stepped up, and we did it kind of as an invitational and had a small tournament at his place, in which I came in dead last. Uh. Well, I was kind of I was kind of co-sponsoring the tournament, for okay. lack of a better term. So not that, and I'm, I'm not saying I would have because there's all strong players in this tournament. But, like, I just brought something I could have fun with. I didn't bring anything super competitive. Okay. Um, and my dice did not help me out at all. So many blanks. Um, so, yeah, I had, I can't remember what night it was, but I went over to my friend's Adam's house, played some games, uh, played Dragon Farkle, which is always fun. And I think, I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. For my weeks. Uh, dear listeners, if you'd like to tell us about your weeks, if you'd like to send us any questions, any comments to be read on the show, you can do so at the following locations. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod and like our page. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. Drew, that being said, we do have some questions. I like questions questions are fun we have a return question asker and mr cyrus moore all right greetings gentlemen carl i hope you're making progress in your job hut but i'm confused i mean you can fly you're a pilot have you not considered a lucrative creation a lucrative career in aviation uh to that i will simply he's got you there he does have me but to that i will simply quote uh indiana jones fly yes <laughs> Land, no. <laughs> well played. So, well played. You know, there, there are holes in my in my aviator resume. Um, but in seriousness, I hope you had a, a good holiday week. To my question. VR games seem to be growing in popularity, and I believe will be a focus of the next generation of consoles. If you were to pick one character to be a focus of a VR game, who would you pick? I think the obvious answer here is Iron Man, but also Star-Lord, maybe? Um, so, yeah, that's his question. Cyrus, thank you very much for that question. Um, I'm going to disagree with your premise <laughs> a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and uh, disagree with you Ooh, there. Ooh, Lumberg on us. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think VR games are growing in popularity. If anything, I think they're in steep decline. I think they had their moment. And it found its niche audience, and that's going to be about all that it's going to be. Yeah. Here's here's what I think about VR. VR will catch on, like, be a legitimate thing when a completely immersive experience is affordable to most gamers. So right now, for a completely immersive experience, you've got to get, like, one of those rings with, a, like, the the ground, not a treadmill, but, like, a you can run in it and things like that. Sure. And you can hold things to represent things in games. 
right now just the VR helmet with a controller or a couple controllers, however it is, it's it's the next step from when VR was first introduced, but I don't think it's enough just yet. I still insist that any physical barrier is it's like 3D glasses for for television. Yeah, they, they tried to make that a thing. Yeah, and I'm I'm just gonna tell you, man, people just don't regular people don't want to put yeah. apparatus on to just do stuff. Yeah, because the, like, the only time 3D really works is if it's completely immersing your field of vision. That's why IMAX 3D is, you know, occasionally fun. But, you know, even regular movie screen 3D, I don't like to do. Yeah, it's, you know, I just, yeah, but, it's not a thing for me. But that's, but, but, that's me. But yeah. back to his question, though, of what might make a good VR game. Um, he said Iron Man. Oh, yeah, could, we could fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be cool. Fly, fly pilot. Fly pilot. Uh, I'm sure it would bring on insane motion sickness, but Spider-Man could be fun here. Yeah. Although climbing and stuff would be kind of difficult in you know without actually having a tactile thing yeah. to climb. Yep. Um, and at that point, why are you doing VR? Why don't you just go climb the thing? <laughs> <laughs> Get into parkour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, you've got your obvious choices, like a Star Wars game, uh, uh, you know, Batman game probably be really fun. I'm trying to think of you know what we. It, it's almost like I don't care about like a character based VR game, but like a, an experience based VR or a location based, I should say, yeah. VR game. So something like um, Breath of the Wild. Oh God, yeah, something like that. Just something yeah. with 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 a lot of terrain or a lot of Breath of the Wild, No Man's Sky, like things with Horizon, things with interesting architecture or environments yeah. that I can explore on my own. Yep. Like that would be that would be cool. Um, that would be my answer. All right. Uh, Cyrus, again, thank you very much for your questions. We appreciate your continued support. On to our next email from Mr. Manuel Marin. Manny. Dear Carl and Drew, so I just saw a commercial saying that Titans was coming to Netflix. I thought the whole oh. point of uh, that thing was to put it on DC streaming service where no one would watch it. Why is <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Why Why is the cancer being allowed to spread? Why would someone at Netflix decide, we've had too much of a good thing with Daredevil, let's poison the well a bit? No, I, I think he might have seen a UK commercial, yeah. possibly. Yeah, Titans is going to be on Netflix overseas. Yeah, right, right, Netflix right. Netflix overseas is much different than the Netflix we have here. So Titans will be on that there. It's not going to be on here for domestically. It is just through the DC streaming service. Euro Netflix has the... Uh Highbrow Euro Cinema. Yeah, I'm good with ours. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm good with domestic flicks. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. It's your Co- place. Co- yeah, coffee is being made. Not a screaming child. Not, not, a, not a screaming child. <laughs> possibly, po- possibly a screaming transformer. Not a screaming child. Star screams going out hard. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so yeah. yeah. So that is. Um, but you know, you know, we joke about that Titan show. I'm not going to watch it, but I, I've said it before, and I'll I'll say it again. Uh, Doom Patrol has my attention. Yeah, there's so. a lot of things about the DC streaming service I'm interested in, and once they come out with a, like a PlayStation app, yeah, something where I can watch it on like TV, I might uh, give it a shot. 
We'll see what uh, Swamp Thing looks like. I know they're casting that yeah. recently. Young Justice, which is part of our news today, is has okay. me. I'm all in on Young Justice. That's animated, though, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And that, isn't that kind of like a continuation of yes. Young Justice? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about their original stuff. And um, Doom Patrol has my has my undivided attention, provided they do it right. Yep. And uh, Swamp Thing, I'm I'm curious how you mm-hmm. could make that look. Put it this way: it better be better than the USA show that we had when I was a kid. But he was in it for like five minutes, maybe. Yeah. Remember that? Great. Yeah. 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 Real, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Manny, thank you very much for your question. Uh, on to Mr. J. Gelsimino. Hey. Drew and Carl. Hey. Given that we got Weapon H, yeah, I didn't buy it either when it came out. So, the Hulk Vereen. Yeah, yes. Hulk Vereen's. What other... Question. Does Hulk Vereen have hot claws? It's quite possible. I mean, why hot wouldn't he? Hot claws. I mean, if he doesn't, what's the point, really? Yeah. Um, what other stupid inane moronic combos can you guys possibly come up with within five minutes outside of what you did last week? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, is he challenging us? I want to see, and God, I hope this happened at some point in some godforsaken universe, Uncle Ben being Peter's Avenger becoming Spider-Ben. Uh, that did happen in a what if. There comic. you go. Uh, what... Who doesn't want to see a husky man in his 60s with a house coat swinger through New York City rounding up people who are incorrectly using senior discount at Denny's? Mm. So, yeah, um, combinations, character combinations. Oh, like okay. We kind of ran the gauntlet on we, this we, with we the with really amalgam. Um, I feel my, my, my Neymar ghost rider kind of dude riding a flaming shark, <laughs> flaming skeleton shark. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you top that? You, you, you peaked early. Um, let's see. Doctor Bong, Agent of Shield. <laughs> there you go. Go with that. Combine Daredevil and Cyclops. Uh, so he's still blind, but he has an optic blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah, because he can't see where he's shooting it. Um, level of mountain. Okay. Okay. Uh, Drew. Yes. What is your favorite hip hop album? Ooh, that's a that's a legit question, isn't it? That, okay. That's that's what it is. Um, I'm I'm gonna date myself, and I'm probably gonna come off like a like a you know, I don't even. I, actually, I have no idea how hip hop the scene is viewed, but I'll I'll use like something very predictable and say either the the first Biggie album or like. Uh, obviously, uh, Dr. Dre's "The Chronic" or "Doggy Style" by Snoop is obviously a, it's a classic. Like you know, that era was fire for hip hop, and that stuff. Even though I'm like a metal guy, I couldn't deny that that stuff had just great, great content. Honestly, like yeah. it, it was great. They were spitting fire back then. It had a heaviness to it, despite not being metal. It just had a it had a credibility. This is something that I get into with a lot of friends and a lot of you know music people. About bands I like, and it's like, I, 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 I tend, to, and it, this is nebulous because someone else might see it and, and you know not not see what I see. But bands I like, no matter what genre they're in, I tend to gravitate towards bands that have a certain attitude, or and I'm air quoting credibility behind them, or they're yeah. co- they're coming from a real again air quotes place, yeah. like an honest place. And I think that transcends 
like you're more just like technical wank kind of stuff or like oh well this this guy's better at guitar than this guy so he's therefore better like yeah but he's yeah. you know doesn't mean anything if there's nothing behind it i don't care so the hip-hop at that time i think was really uh it was coming from a real honest place and a real you know street kind of place and yep. i i vibe with that so those albums are great um i'm probably forgetting some oh one that i really like actually that might most people might, uh, may not know about um the Ice Cube record, there was War and Peace. It was like a two-part record. There was the War pe- the war Disc and the Peace Disc, and they sold them separately. The War Disc uh, had guest appearances by the guitar players from Korn on a couple a couple songs, but only a couple, so it wasn't like a metal rap album by any stretch. Yeah. The album itself is like really, really good. Cool. That's before he became like Family Guy Ice Cube. You know what's funny? You know what I just, you know what I just watched the other night? New Jack City. Oh. Hadn't seen that in a while. Wesley Snipes. It's... It's still good. It's yeah. not as good as I remember. It it's no boys in the hood. Well, no, it's like they're kind of trying to make um, like a good gangster film, and they skip a lot of kind of the necessary beats. Ah, so but still, it, it's enjoyable. It's still, it's still good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Carl. I, I wonder if Jay actually expected me to have an honest answer to that question. <laughs> Who's trying to trying to fool me? Yeah, you never know. Uh, Carl, this is hard for me, but no Jaws or musical-related question. Oh. Yeah. So what is the one peep, uh, piece of pop culture memorabilia you would like to own most of all? Ooh. I'm going to have to say, obviously, if money's no limit, screen used, um, but I'll obviously settle for a replica. Um, Luke's lightsaber. The hilt? From, yeah, the hilt okay. from Return of the Jedi. Okay. Because um, I preferred that design over... There's something to be said about having the original sure, design. Sure, Um It's kind of where it all started, and, but I just prefer the the design of the hilt uh, more. And yeah. it's green. Well, when it's Yeah, it's, I always prefer the green blade. Um, yeah, okay. I think that would be it. Cool. All right, cool. Jay, thank you very much for your questions. Folks, no before Alan? we get into news, no, no, Alan. Oh. Um, but we do, we are very happy to hear that Alan's uh, procedure went well and everything is clear. So, Alan. Yes, that is good news. There's your Alan update for the week. We're glad that you're going to be with us for some time to come. So, folks, we are going to bring in our guest now. Uh, before we get into our news, because our guest is knowledgeable of such things, and we'd be interested to hear his feedback on such things. So, sir, for the record, please introduce yourself to the maybe a dozen people listening. It's more than <laughs> a dozen. No, it's certainly more than I that. Was, I was promised at least 13 people if I was going to come on the show. Uh, well, my name is William Waterhouse. I am the proprietor of the Iron Buffalo Comics Gaming and Coffee in Amherst, New York. And, All right. Uh, very happy to have you guys here, so thank you. This is neat. William, welcome to the Devil's Due. We are pleased to have you. Thanks. You can call me Will. I mean, or or, right. or Tony Stark. Either or. I don't know about the whole copyright <laughs> thing, but you know, we can go from there. Okay, so we're going to get in some news. We don't have a lot this week, um, but what we do have, as we mentioned earlier, the trailer for the upcoming third season of Young Justice mm. dropped today. On That's going to be on the DC streaming app. And I got to say, I love this show when it was originally on. I put it up there with the Bruce Tim, Paul Dini animated series as far as qualities go. Um, it's just really, really well done. Canceled prematurely, unfortunately, because they weren't selling toys. 
Um, I know, right? How, how many amazing shows have met their demise because of like bad marketing? And even though the show was amazing, you know, far too many. Did you ever see the Thundercats remake? <laughs> I saw about three minutes of it. It was incredible. <laughs> not, not the New Adventure Time one, though. Oh, okay. No, no, I thought we were talking about no, the no, New no. Adventure no, Time. That was, one. Yeah, that was no, a no. really good one, and I did not see that one. No, yeah, it was back in like it was right after the He Man remake in the early two thousands. Oh, which was, was also yeah. like, yeah, it was impressive. really good. Yeah, I was still sobering up about then. So oh, well, I, okay, uh, yeah. There's, a, there's a, you know a couple of years there blacked out on. I don't really remember, but <laughs> uh, I'll have to go back and watch this now. I trust you guys. So, but yeah, uh, Drew, I'm guessing you did not watch. This I did trailer. not. So c- c- catch me up here. So was it related related at all to like the Teen Titans show that was on around the same time, or was it connected to the Diniverse at all? No, or, okay. no, it's not. This they've said that this is happening on an alternate Earth. Okay. Um, like it does. So they're not, whereas they follow most of the normal DC canon, there are little things here and there that are just kind of different to suit the story. Okay. Um, it's really well done. Who it, are our, our protagonists in, in said show? The original team was Robin. Which Robin? Uh, Tim Drake? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, okay. Uh, the original team was Robin, Speedy, um, Kid Flash, Aqualad, uh, yeah, and the premiere of the show centered around them. They thought they were getting injured. They thought they were getting um, membership in the Justice League, oh. and it turned out they were basically just given you know a pass to the lobby of the Hall of Justice, <laughs> the Sidekicks Lounge, like yeah, in the, in the tick. pretty oh much. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> so they kind of said. You know, Speedy was like, screw this. I'm, I'm going, going to heroin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Aha. Um, That's why they call her Speedy. Went off on his own, and then they end up in an adventure where they free who would become Connor Kent, Superboy. Okay. And it's just, it's a fantastic show, and I'm really glad that they're bringing it back. Is this like a direct continuation? Or is yes. it a new show? Direct continuation. Okay. All and right. what's great is like, this show did what not a lot of animated series shows do is they advance the characters from season one to season two. In season two, Dick Grayson is no longer Robin. He's now Nightwing. Oh, good, good, good. And, and, and it seems in the cartoons that are based on comics, it's always just, they're stagnant. They're always yeah. stuck at the exact same age, exact same moment. And you wonder how none of them are aging or none of yep. them are, I don't know, continuing through puberty or, you know. Yeah, this show didn't do that at all. They, they not only brought in tim drake as robin but they also said that oh, like wow. jason todd had been robin and he was killed all that right very cool um so yeah may he stay dead may- <laughs> wow <laughs> well uh animosity here towards uh, the, the, the red hood Come on, get, get, what? <laughs> well i'm just excited because i think aqualad is severely underutilized okay this is the show like the version of aqualad that the show came up with is going to be introduced in the comics as what, what the are his powers is this the same thing as aquaman's yeah i, mean, I really don't know a whole lot about more, him he's the... more akin to mara than aquaman oh, he is okay. like very aquakinetic oh um so i just remember him from like the 70s justice league cartoon he made a couple brief appearances yeah no this is like a more defined character and a much better character so yeah, hmm. so I know you didn't see the trailer. Did you happen to see the trailer? I've not seen the trailer. Okay. No, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, one trailer that I know now that we've all seen because Drew watched it before <laughs> we got started was the trailer for the PG thirteen release of Deadpool two. 
Now, the question of do we actually need this in our lives aside, what did you think of the trailer? Because uh, that was just a whole bunch of awesome in that trailer. <laughs> it, it it was fine. The ending was cool when, when Fred Savage totally sums up my feelings on non-Marvel-controlled Marvel properties. And and he said what? Basically, you're you're kind of like you're not really Marvel. You're, you know, it's like you're like the, the Beatles played by Nickelback. No, if it's the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Okay, it's still music, oh, but it sucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's it's. I just don't care, and I feel, and not only that, I I I'm ready for Deadpool to go back to the the niche audience that he once had because I just I'm tired of him. But like they're double dipping. That this like so this is going to be a new thing now. We're just going to recut movies and re-release them six months later. It it says two things to me. Ugh. One, they didn't make what they thought they were going to make on the ah, original Deadpool. Okay, and if this comes out and makes bank, then the rating of Deadpool three is then going to be oh Carl question mm. oh Carl Deadpool three. Or, the, or they would just do the same thing, again, if this seemed to work. I mean, I think a lot of it came from the fact that there were so many uh, parents complaining about Deadpool being in our movie. I mean, Ryan, that yeah. happened to Ryan Reynolds. He actually had a woman approach him and say, you know, how dare you make a comic book movie, you know, not for kids. And it was in our movie. And my son was upset. What year and is this? <laughs> and he turned to her and he said, he said, well, why did you take your, your child to see an our movie anyways? Right, right, right. Yeah. And like, put it back on the parenting. It's, so. it's labeled. Yep. Why it's did you go? For a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Don't get me going. But now to address the other part of this, uh, I mean. Deadpool is not my favorite comic book hero, as you know. I'm a bit of an Iron Man fanatic, but yep. uh, man, it, coming from a retail point of view, he sells. <laughs> I mean, whatever Deadpool touches, I have Funkos over there. And yeah. stuff. It just people come in and go, "Oh, Deadpool!" Did you ever see the movies? No, but I want this. That's so bizarre to me. And so, to, to so people are more or less buying the visual more than anything yes, else. They are, and I think if they, it's people who've never even read the comics. I think they're coming in and buying Deadpool stuff, and I think what they're trying to do is get a next, another generation hooked on Deadpool. This younger generation now, yeah. instead of it just being our seventeen and over, you know. Now, let me ask you this: Do you find when those people come in and they want mm-hmm. just like the Deadpool fun code? Do you find it easier to kind of put a Deadpool comic in their hand? Uh, I would say no, because the if I hand him a Deadpool comic, I don't think most of the people coming looking for Deadpool stuff would get it. Does that sound, is that there's, weird? There's to make some sense? deep irony in that. Is that right? <laughs> Isn't there? Yeah. I'd be like, no way. Listen, he's a, he's, it's a funny comic. He breaks a fourth wall, and they're staring at me. And I'm Life like, the fourth uh, wall. And I'm like, here, here's the Funko. Here's a fun <laughs> Take a fun and get up. That'll be $60. Which is, yeah, I know, I was going to say, which, which is nothing wrong with, because I yeah, also feel yeah. too many comic shops uh, yeah, yeah, won't yeah. discuss the movies. They won't admit the movies are part of our culture now. Yeah. And uh, I, I've been in situations where I've seen people come into comic shops and be like, um, you know, oh, I'm looking for this character. And they're like, oh, why? Oh, because I love the movie. Oh, you like the movie. And then suddenly it's comic book guy from Simpsons. <laughs> he wants yeah. everybody out, you know, and... And so I don't know. I think I think the Deadpool thing is is I know I agree totally with you. They kind of took a character and they you know vomited it all over us. But <laughs> it really has it. It's bringing a younger generation into the comics, wondering where he came from, and I think that's actually a positive thing from it. Oh yeah, I'll, hey, hook him young. 
For work for tobacco can work for Congress. Oh, oh dear. Is, is that Are you the, allowed to say that? Is that the model we want to follow? Is the FCC going to call us on that? You can't, you can't fault the tobacco company for being successful. I, I mean, evil, but well, successful. Well, yes. No, totally evil. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay, no, that's interesting because, like, we've talked about this in the past. Like, I classify Daredevil. I kind of lump him in with... Um, I think kind of the first one to be just a visual appeal, appeal that people didn't really have a lot of knowledge of who the character actually was, was Venom. Speaking of characters oh who are all style and well, sell. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that was Deadpool. Now we kind of have like Spider-Gwen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of another one of those characters. <sighs> These characters that just have like broad mass mainstream appeal, but it's it's kind of like Someone wearing a Yankees hat who never watches a, a baseball game. <laughs> I now this this is my opinion. The Spider Man universe and Spider Man is a gateway drug. Yeah, it hooks the younger generation. I have it. I have so many younger kids coming in here looking for Spider Man, everything, and then they're starting to get introduced to other characters and they're branching out. Spider Man is fine. Yeah. Agreed. It's the, the Spider Verse. Well, I mean, like Miles Morales, Spider Man, cool. But, like, Spider-Gwen is my point of contention here. Like, <laughs> we keep are, focusing back on Spider-Gwen. What are we doing here? We've, we've been on the thing. We've, we've had this discussion yeah. on the show. and it's, I, I, Whatever happened to just the kid from Queens who accidentally got powers and had to learn life lessons the hard way? Yeah. No, no. No, 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 no. It's a universal thing. And he's been <sighs> destined to be Spider-Man by some totem that's been foretold. That, okay. They, they you guys are really overthinking that. this. <laughs> hey, so, so guys, are sales down? Where'd you come up with that? What's going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. Leave Spider-Man alone. But and, from that, Spider-Gwen. Yeah. And I'm Spider-Man's my favorite character. I'm a lifelong diehard Spider-Man fan. And I just, I can't get behind Spider-Gwen. Not because of the visual. Not because it's a female character. I'm all for more female characters and diversity. It's just that, like, there's something sacred about the events of Gwen Stacy dying. Oh, and the, ca- the, and the catalyst that that was <laughs> to Peter's life. So, I mean, I've always said, like, if they ever bring back Gwen Stacy, like, legitimate, not oh, alternate oh, Earth. Oh, there were. Not alternate Earth or clone Gwen Stacy. Uh-huh. If they ever bring back, like, I her mean, or Uncle Ben, there's, I'm going to be questioning whether or not I continue to read comics. Hmm. That being said, along those same lines, uh, we also got news today, actually, that even though the animated Spider Into the Spider-Verse movie is ah. not out yet, there is already a sequel planned and also another spinoff with an all-female cast, hmm. one which will include Spider-Gwen, who I believe in the film they're renaming to Ghost Spider, which is That's 100% a better name than Spider-Gwen. doesn't really roll off the tongue either, though. It doesn't, but Ghost it's still a better spider. name. So it's like a cross between Ghost Rider and Spider-Man? Ooh. No, they're just giving her... I mean, I'll take that, but they're just giving her the the new name. So and it's gonna be live action. No, it's oh, animated. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yay. yeah, that's kind of where we're at in the news this week. Well, Carl, I mean, you left you left out uh, you know the 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 piggybacking on on Deadpool, and that's that Venom has made more money than Wonder Woman and Spider Man Homecoming. <sighs> Did it really? Yeah, Global, globally, globally, globally. Okay, who is going to see this movie and why? People who don't know better. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't heard a single good thing about the film. No. I, I heard people say, it's oh, it's funny. I was like, oh. Uh, okay. 
Yeah, that's great. I, I would I guess. I, I watched, Wonder Woman was amazing, and yeah, I thought Spider-Man: Homecoming was fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even just for the fact alone of his friend dropping the Death Star, the Lego thing, who <laughs> <laughs> well, hasn't been there? But I did not know Venom was making more. That's yeah. I thought it was going to bomb. I thought it was going to bomb. I think we need to take this opportunity to educate more people and try to get uh, more people to listen to this podcast because then maybe they would, you know, understand (laughs) that wasn't supposed to happen. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All for all all for more people hearing me complain about things. Get off my lawn. I'm enjoying it. I know, right? (laughs) Get off my lawn. Stop liking Spider Gwen. Yeah, I mean, yells at Cloud. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's okay. In in principle, I'm not opposed to things that introduce new people to the genre, new people to comics. Um, I just wish it was coming from better sources. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, more more people bringing more people to the, to the table is great. Yeah, but it's how you got to the table. You're coming in with like, uh, like. I want to invite all you over to my house. I want to have a big party. I want everyone to come over and have a good time. But if you all trample your mud up in my house on the way in, I'm not going to be happy about it. Yeah. Take your shoes off. That's, hmm. it's, it's a bad analogy, but it works. I'm going with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting upset about the muddy carpet now. So you're asking, you can tell you're getting old when that's what you're thinking about. Like, you're like, oh, happy to see you. That's going to be a lot of work. Thanks for trashing my carpet. <laughs> well, And I know what you mean. Like, as far as bringing people to the table, like the reason like I loved... Iron Man or still love Iron Man is because of all he went through in the 70s and 80s and all that and now there's people coming to the table for different reasons and then they're finding out like who he really was and they're not as into it I don't know and and I understand what you're saying about the whole spider Gwen thing because I mean recently in the comics um, Ironheart you know took over when Tony Stark Mm -hmm. disappeared and I thought that was a pretty neat idea. Like, here's another, here's a, a brilliant genius young girl, you know, MIT or and her. And uh, I'm like, that's neat. But it doesn't mean Iron Man should go away. Right. Like, right, give right. her yeah. her own, give her own movie, give her own comic, and have him yeah. be a mentor. But well, they are. It, well, yeah, exactly. Now, now. But yeah. it, when it happened, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to, I want to pick up Iron Man. I want to read about Tony Stark. Every, don't take this from me. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, so they've got it back on track now. Thank goodness. Yeah. Can I ask you a Daredevil question? Sure. How much time we have? We have all the time in the world. Great. Kind of. Uh, I hear in here, when people come in into the shop, it seems like no one talks about the comic. Everyone is just very hooked on the TV show, on the the show from Netflix. Is... And I'm not. I haven't read a ton of Daredevil. Maybe a little bit here or there. What are your opinions? Like, is is the show that much better? What what is it about the show that is sucking people in and making them not? It's almost making the comic irrelevant right now. Well, may I? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I would say the show is great because as a Daredevil fanatic, I I love Daredevil and I have for many years. It's a great distillation and a true representation of that character so the show gets all it gets the tone right it gets the Mm. characters right and it kind of distills it down to its essence to tell stories that newcomers can come in and get it right away and it doesn't uh it it really doesn't contradict or compromise what the what the comic is so if anyone's into the show and they want to get into the comic i can point to arcs and go like if you like that episode or if you like that season here's what you got to read and then maybe if you like that go Hmm. here next and it's and it's not like say x-men where good luck finding an entry point all over the place right now daredevil is very uh it's the show does an excellent job of translating the tone and the stories 
of his whole, you know, history really into great bite-sized, bite, relatively speaking, bite-sized yeah. seasons. And his relationship with the Punisher, is that similar in the comics? Very similar, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Every Everything that the show, there's nothing that the Daredevil show has done where we've gone, no, that's just, they right. missed him wow. out there. The, everything from the first season, uh, the second season. I can quibble with one thing, and we're not going to we're not going to spoil it. And, it all, and, and it's real simple, and it's, and it's it just based on how season three ended. I would say they should have done season three before season two so that certain events in season two could happen the way they happened in the comics. Um, but that's yes. it. But that's hindsight talking. And I loved it. I have loved every season of Daredevil. And season three, I've loved maybe more than the previous two. Really? It's yeah. really good. <laughs> well, I think I only have one major problem with it. And maybe you guys can. Uh, I'm, well, I'm thinking the two. Before you say it, I just want to preface that we we try to keep it spoiler free for okay. people who are just kind of listening along with the show, and we're only up to episode three in the show. Okay. Of season well, three this yeah. will not of season spoil three. that whatsoever. Okay. Okay. I think I think the show would be much better if they brought back Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh no, no, I don't think not, so. Not, nah. it's maybe not, a cameo. Maybe it's not is this that on? he was. Is my mic on. It's, it's <laughs> not, shut my mic. Show is over. <laughs> it's not that we and we've talked about the movie on on this show. It's yeah. not that he was a bad daredevil. It's just that the, the script, script was terrible. Was brutal. Didn't yeah help. Well intentioned, but terrible. Agreed. Yeah. There Agreed. are some things the movie did better than the show does, like the visualization of his powers. Yeah, the show uh, doesn't the really does, do that yeah. much the at all. The movie does very well. Um, but yeah, just like and they, <laughs> they just it was a pre-2008 superhero. Yeah, they, they didn't they, they shot for the moon and didn't really have the, and, the fuel to get there. Yeah, and back then like when you were doing a superhero film, you weren't banking on a sequel. You weren't doing multi-picture deals. So you put every significant thing yeah, right, right, right. into the film that you could. Uh, Daredevil, the film, is very overstuffed with things that happen in the comics. And there are some nice moments call out to the comics. But they're like not the, earned. None the, of them are earned. Yeah, the death of Elektra is off the page of the comics. Like, literally, they Cost recreated the, the panel. Yeah. Costume aside, but like Drew said, it's not earned because we haven't had the time to really start to care about this character. Whereas in the comics, obviously, you have you know several issues to yeah, get to know up. things and understand yeah. relationships and whatnot. And the show does that very well. Like, yeah. It establishes everyone's relationship, and real. I mean, you know, the the, the show. Like, we've we've said this on the show a million times. Probably last week we said it. Like the character dynamics of the show make the show work and they're genuine to the book and like like matt and foggy is like it's it's foggy it cries a lot it's pitch perfect and it's off the page and you and you love them on the show i, I like pitch perfect too that's a good movie but um but i was, no, I was I, disappointed with pitch perfect three right wow. it wasn't as good wow. it's just that's a whole other show though yeah, the, but <laughs> I, I mean i wasn't i always liked daredevil i thought it was neat and it was kind of a cool character and when i first watched the netflix I'll never forget the very first fight scene that went on for like like ten minutes. The hallway fight. Yeah. The hallway fight. There exactly. was there's a better there, was, is it true. Was that one take? Uh, n- no, there, okay. there, there. Well, <laughs> no, there are two edits in it, and they hide them very, very well. Okay. Um, and then in season two, I'm not sure if you watched season two. I have. There's another great the stairwell fight, the stairwell which is yes. better. Yes. Yeah. And then in season three, 
spoil slight spoil there's there's yeah. a sequence it is like it's like 19 minutes long or yeah. how long was that how and long it's, you it's not one of the yeah and they it, did and they, it, it is one take oh legitimately yeah and it's bananas there when when daredevil season one came out we hadn't started this show yet i did like a i invited a bunch of friends over to my place for the premiere and we watched the first two episodes hallway fights in episode two and the hallway at the end and i had a couple friends over there who weren't like comic readers they didn't watch Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff and like at the end of episode two when he walks out with that kid i've got tears rolling down my eyes and they're kind of like looking at me like are you i'm like listen you gotta understand like the marvel films and everything are great you know, you need the Avengers and Thor and things like that to save us from a big meteorite coming to space. But the ones who really look after us, who look after like you and me, those mm-hmm. street level characters, mm-hmm. when something can show them at their essence doing what is most important to them and like protecting innocence, that to me is as moving as any piece of poetry you can put in front of me. Well, that was just really killer i think yeah, anybody that was, was on the fence about daredevil that was like that was awesome yeah <laughs> i need bumps. more of this yeah. bumps, right um so okay that obviously that does it for the news more daredevil. let's get to our guest as Finally. we mentioned we are here in iron buffalo hmm. uh newly opened about a is, uh, two months we opened now? october 6th okay and so we're just gonna be heading into week eight so technically seven weeks okay um give us your origin story and the origin story of Iron Buffalo. Well, uh, my parents were very rich, and I was <laughs> captured by a terrorist organization and uh-huh. forced to build a weapon in a cage in a cave. I mean, um, and bitten by a radioactive cup of coffee. And, and bitten by a radioactive cup of coffee. Uh, no, actually, I. Um, yeah, my, again, my name is William Waterrose, and the Iron Buffalo is a concept that I came up with helping a friend start his comic book shop and get rolling. Uh, I just wanted a place where people with who like us, with who loved comics, who loved anything geek, who loved uh, Magic the Gathering, whatever, could come and we could just hang out and talk about it. It's almost like a clubhouse. I, I had in mind a, like a, a man cave funded by coffee and comics where anybody could come hang out and talk about yeah. anything and for hours. Um, and because I, you know, have a thing for Iron Man, so that's where Iron came from. And then Buffalo, because I'm very proud to be from Buffalo, so the Iron Buffalo just kind of became a reality. And that's why my logo, and I really hope that Disney's not listening, my <laughs> logo is actually a buffalo head with the Mark 43 mask on it. Because I, I have a full suit of armor. I wear the Mark 43 mask with the, I'll just, you know, I... Like, like you know, to bed or... You know, you know, yeah. I mean, that makes things a little awkward at home. <laughs> the wife but. does. Does it have the urine filtration system? That's a good question. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> have you have you uh. drank that water to test it? <laughs> <laughs> have you quite literally put your money where your mouth is? Wow this this podcast has gone in a direction right now. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to deal with, but um, but uh, no, I, I actually I always wanted to give back to the community and so i got a really good suit of armor that was v- very legit and uh, i raise money for sick kids and i'll go visit and i go to children's hospital and i will you know if people need me i go to events and I, I help out and do that kind of thing uh but the problem with the armor was is i had a friend of mine in the philippines build it for me 
and it it comes with a soundtrack to plays ACDC Jarvis talks to me <laughs> it's it like it's it's fantastic but um I ordered it about when I was about 205 pounds and when I received it I was about 215 pounds that could be a problem so here's me uh. packing myself into Iron Man armor <laughs> literally this past May I was doing a appearance for my son at his elementary school I took a deep breath and I popped the whole side open oh. which is just horribly embarrassing <clears throat> anyways back to my origins uh <laughs> We're talking the whole comic thing. I've always loved geekery, and yeah. I used to watch Doctor Who when I was little. Tom Baker episodes on PBS in the 70s right okay. after dinner. But then also, I fell in love with Iron Man, and because I always thought he looked like my father. My father was in and out of AA his whole life, so Tony Stark had a drinking problem. Yeah. And I just loved the fact he was like just a normal person ha- having to come back from alcoholism, and just he's one of us. Sure, he's brilliant and a genius, but and rich, he, he just, yeah. and rich. <laughs> but he was just very down to earth character that I always kind of look up to. And then as I got older, uh, I was in the bar world bartending for years, and I was heading down that path. Mm. And I stopped and went back and became a teacher and a professor. And uh, so now I have this respect for Iron Man even more now. And then when they brought in Robert Downey Jr. to do the character, he had been through that same process. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. just so there's a whole lot of just reasons behind it. And uh, you know, it's. One day, I hope to have that kind of money, too. So, uh, you know, anything for the kids, I mean. <laughs> but uh, so that, that was kind of my origin. And I just love this stuff. It's so amazing. And I can sum up with this quote. I, I had some, some millennials come in here, and I was talking to them about why they are really into this type of shop. And they said to me, well, reality sucks right now. Have you seen the state of our country? Yeah. Have you seen the state of the nation and our relationship? Why wouldn't we want to be someplace that takes us away from reality where we can enjoy ourselves again? Like you're right. Uh, that's that's great. So there's, here we are. There's a great one panel comic I've seen a couple times on Facebook where it's there's a guy walking away from like television and the news and shows like, you know, be afraid of this, fear, you know, corruption, lies, slander. And he's walking towards the TARDIS and all these like pop culture characters are kind of kind of like welcoming him in. What I think one of the doctors is saying, "Come on in." Starscream made cookies, <laughs> yes. um, and that just like sums up perfectly. It's not that we're denying reality; we just kind of it's just it's like okay, reality, you're just, you know, just leave me alone for now. <laughs> Let me yeah. come over here and have fun. And uh, I mean, when you go to the movies too, when those lights go down and it's dark, you're just being sucked into something for like two hours, and you're and just you know, it kind of makes you forget about everything. Yeah, you know, it's it, so. Yeah, but it's other than that, that's how this place got going. And, and uh, what I love about this place is like you can't quite categorize it. Like it's a coffee shop, but it's not. It's a comic shop, but it's not. It's a game shop, but it's not. And we're kind of seeing a new. I know I, I've talked about this with you, and I've also talked about this with you, Drew. That we're seeing kind of a new breed of comic mm-hmm. shop start to pop up. Whereas there's not that, for lack of a better term, gatekeeper mentality. Yes. There's not like yes. if you don't know like your stuff, you're not welcome in. It's a yeah. bad business practice. It was. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't want new customers. <laughs> okay. Like, we need to check your street cred at the door. You know, right, what's right, your favorite right. issue of Hulk? Uh, you know, out. Yeah. Blue, no green. Uh, I had some... Uh, 
parents reach out to me when they heard I was opening this. And I had a couple single mothers who said, who said to me, they're like, you know, my, my children want to go to a gaming comic shop, but I've looked at a couple and I don't want to go into them. I feel intimidated. And I was like, well, I kept that in mind when I was getting this place going. It's a place for everyone. You know, it's a place where parents can come with their kids, where fathers like I can come and have a second childhood. Or we have, you know, kids in middle school and high school just hanging out here after school doing their homework. I mean, it's kind of turning into something that's kind of cool. Um, I hope to continue it that way and not become one of those gatekeeper places, you know. Yeah. So what this is something we've talked a lot about the show because Drew and I both grew up, obviously you grew up in like the kind of the old guard of comic shops. Mm. You know, we grew up and got into comics at a time where comics were more readily available in mainstream public places. Spinner racks, like my comic collection started at a local 7-Eleven, awesome. grocery stores, things like that. How old are you guys again? Let me ask you. You're allowed to say in the air? You can go first. I'm 40. 36. I'm 47. Great. Get off my lawn. <laughs> so old again. I feel There's so good about this. <laughs> Never mind. Out I'm out of here. What? Obviously, the films. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the current pop culture explosion we're in right now mm-hmm. has a lot to do with it. Do you see kids coming in and picking up comics? And if not, how do you feel the medium can overcome that hurdle? I see a lot of parents coming in and introducing their children to their favorite heroes, which is awesome to see. And I feel that comics have, I don't know, like a stigma about them of like, oh, that's not real reading, you know? (laughs) But meanwhile, these are like the books that encourage imagination and, and reading uh, well, like I said before, I was a, a teacher for a while, and uh, I had other teachers approach me and ask how they could get a fourth grade boy into reading. And I was like, comic books. Yeah. And like, oh, no, 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 no. And I'm like, just give it a chance. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you find what character they can relate to, and boom, they want to know everything about them, and then they're just absorbing it like a sponge. So I think the medium can overcome maybe that... Um, the dark years where comics weren't as popular by parents introducing their children to their favorite heroes and getting them started. And because uh, the more people realize comics are fun and it is reading and it does encourage imagination and there are careers now and and that can make a great living. uh, And it's a common bond among people now, you know, like I'll go into a room and, and find out like people's favorite heroes and right away you can start talking about, Oh yeah. Hey, great. You know, I, I, I have kind of a funny story. I have to get off cap because I'll, I'll tell it quickly. Um, over the summer, I flew down to Virginia to meet with one of my uh, investors. And he's a, he's a great old friend of mine. And he's, you know, backed me up on a lot of the shop. And he took me to a polo match. Now, I, I'd never been to a polo match, nor do I ever really wanted to go to a polo match. You know, I'd like to go to a bar for some wings. We're from Buffalo. That's what yeah. we do. <laughs> and my friend, I'm like, dude, we're from Buffalo. What's good? What are we going to a polo match for? And, because he's doing very well for himself. And he was like, we have to go for business. I have a lot of... So we go to this polo match, and he takes me down, and I'm standing with all these young millionaires, literally. And I'm smiling at him and just standing there, and my friend walks away and leaves me with like these six young millionaires. So one goes, so uh, what do you do? I said, well, I bought diapers at Walmart with change last week. 
dead silence. <laughs> the one guy goes, no, really, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm Iron Man. They paused. I'm like, no, really, I'm Iron Man. And I took out my phone. I showed them a picture of me in my armor with kids. Boom. That was all it took. They're hugging me, taking me to meet their parents. They're getting my phone number. I'm friends on Facebook. They were just like, you, my yeah. God, we got to come see you. It's like that instant friendship, that instant connection. Here's some people I really had nothing in common with until I said that. And then, boom, everyone's a kid again. And that's just something neat that it does now. And it's part of our reality. It's part of our culture. And people need to recognize that and realize it is reading. It is you know, popular, and it needs to be treated as such. Don't be Bill Maher, in other words. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we're gonna drag a guy through the mud for for being uh, a visionary in a lowbrow medium. Meanwhile, the movies are making billions of dollars and influencing and 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 inspiring generations yeah. of people to do you great things. You rolled up things. during Daredevil. It brought tears to your eyes. I'm to be fair. He's an easy also, cry, I'm a very easy cry yeah. when it comes I to really? films. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You ever watch Old Yeller? No, good. No, I don't watch films with dogs. Yeah, because either. I'm a dog person, and yeah. if the film has a dog oh in it, I know that dog's going to die. Well, isn't that the number one rule in Hollywood? Never kill the dog. Never. Yet they do it every time. No, they're see now they know that's a trope now, so they subvert your expectations. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, you know, comics aside, again, this place is a, also a coffee shop and a gaming shop. Let's talk about the gaming aspect of it, because okay. we have a fairly regular game night that we yep, do yep, on yep. Fridays at Drew's Place. Um, Alan Waiters is a part of it, too. Ah. We're good friends with Alan. Very Hi, Alan. Cool. The okay. legend of Alan continues. Yes. <laughs> Everyone um, knows Alan. And, you know, Alan has learned that there is there is the wrath when dealing with me <laughs> in the board game. And oh, God. Just to simply sum up the wrath is, if you somehow impede my progress when the game does not require you to, you get the wrath. <laughs> at that point, at that point, I don't care about winning. I just care about you suffering. <laughs> Dear Lord, it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> Drew, Drew has been subject to the wrath on one or two occasions. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's a thing that happens. <laughs> it's, it's uh, Drew, if you're being abused, there's people I can point you out to talk to. Uh, I know he's sitting right here with us, but <laughs> just wow. show me on the just, doll. Just, put, <laughs> just <laughs> show, <laughs> where Carl show, show me on the thing. Show me on the board where, where Carl uh, where, angered you. Um, wow. So, where does um, this wrath come from? Is this from like a winning or losing, or just a competitive edge, or I, just intensity? I'm, I'm blaming it on his spoiled childhood, to be honest with you. But that's I, me. I did, I did have a very spoiled childhood. <laughs> Um, I like to think I'm a nice guy, and you You're know, very nice guy. That negative energy has to go somewhere, so oh. I just kind of bottle it up oh, and yes. wait to unleash it on some at an inappropriate time on your friends during yeah, board you know. game. Serenity now, because friends can take it. You know, that friends is true. Can, friends can take it. Strangers, you know, then that brings up questionable. Cool. Authorities have to be called. More <laughs> well, if any, it's if not any, fun. If any tables get flipped during X Wing here, I'll know why. Oh, believe me, I've never flipped. I've uh, come close to chucking my dice across the room <laughs> on a couple occasions, but never never that uh, point. But um, gaming mm-hmm. is experiencing a renaissance. Yes. Um, board wow. gaming is exploding. I think they said there were 3,200 games released last year. That's insane. Oh, my um, God. Right? And... Y- you're incorporating that in the shop in that there you have like a cafe area. There yes. are tables, chairs, gaming lounge. And you sell games, but you also you invite people to bring their own games in and play, sit like 
how are you viewing how gaming is evolving and how gaming is changing and how are you're kind of incorporating that into a business hmm. structure? Well, uh, I originally opened with the idea of funding a place with comic books and coffee. And we have, and I was going to carry some board games and some trading card games and some other stuff, but people were coming in, grabbing a coffee and asking where the board games were and just nonstop. So we started expanding, started selling, started expanding more, sold more board games. And we are becoming like a, a big board game lounge now, which is great. It's so much fun. And I think it's because uh, I think this, this, I mean, I'm, again, I'm 47. So there's a younger generation now that doesn't want to go out and get blitzed. They're not just going to go out to a bar and get drunk, you know, just the weekend. They want to do something more intellectual. They want to do something a little more fun. It's not about, I feel like there's this change in society where people aren't just getting drunk all the time and partying. There's still that crowd out there. God bless them. But we get, we get couples in here. We get families in here. We get guys hanging out in here, you know, and just they're all coming and play board games. It's this renaissance of, of board gaming, which is really neat uh, to the point where one of our distributors called us up and said, hey, we have this program where we will always have you stocked with the top 40 board games. And if any game drops out of the top 40, we'll send you the other ones that moved in. And we're like, yeah, why wouldn't we? And then it frees uh, my, uh, Kevin and I, my partner in crime here at Iron Buffalo, uh, we can research kind of different out there games now to bring in with the top 40 we know we're selling. And people go nuts for them. I, I mean, there's, I don't know what else to say besides I think it's families coming together, friends coming together, realizing that board games can really get you thinking and, and you can have a good time without drinking. I drink on game night. Yeah, <laughs> who am I kidding? You know. Drew, Drew is a bit of a beer connoisseur. Well, you know. And, and brewer. I, I, yeah, it's a thing for me. It's one of my, one of my many hobbies. So. <laughs> oh, the brewmeister, right? Is that the... You're yeah, singing it's, earlier it's, it's the low-hanging fruit so, uh, word, so. but uh, I, I'm, a just, I'm, just a, I'm just a home brewer, man. I've got to gussy this up. All right. Well, as soon as I get a beer license, I'll let you know. I don't want to insult any of the real uh, brewers I know by claiming that I'm any kind of meister or master or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> they know what they're doing. I'm just, I just go with the flow. But do you guys have a favorite board game? Ooh, that's tough. We, play, we, we have a decent selection of games that yeah. we choose from. And, you know, we bring more in. All the time, yeah. So. We uh, it's kind of because uh, Alan just has such a huge collection, and I've been I probably past two years is when I've gotten into it uh, more. Um, I think he, what's I'm, the attraction of the horror board games? That I don't know. Yeah, that I haven't had a lot of experience with playing. Just I hear, for myself, I guess. Like the horror, like when you say horror, like the, any game where I have to act, I don't like. So uh, I'm not into the role playing and you know well doing... role playing in that like you're thinking of a game like you know like mafia or right I you know. I don't want to have to play a character like I'm not talking about like Dungeons and Dragons role playing I mean yeah. like if I have to put on an accent or something I'm <laughs> you know, no you, you lost me for the night but my favorite uh, game um, I guess I would, my my go to snap just snap decision. Um, Blood Rage is is pretty great. Hmm. Blood Rage is uh, I really like it actually. <laughs> and uh, I I anytime we play Legendary, even though we never win, I just really <laughs> like playing Legendary. We're so bad at Legendary. I like deck I, I like deck building games, even are, if I lose in them. Are you familiar with Legendary? So we play the Marvel Legendary a bunch. It's okay. great, and we've. We've technically won once, even though everybody didn't win. It was just me that won. 
But like you were okay with that. We he was he was yeah. well because I got the Infinity Gauntlet. So yeah, excellent. So we will go up against like the Kingpin, and we'll get trounced and be like, man, we lost the Kingpin. Let's fight Galactus. <laughs> what? So huh. our strategy well, our strategy is questionable. Well, you know, at best. <laughs> I mean, you know. Why not? <laughs> what, what, and what is it like? Step one, create the plan. Step two, throw plan out the window. More or less. Step three, yeah, improvise. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. my God. That's hysterical. Yeah, no, Blood Rage. <laughs> but it's, you know, those two games, just that's always going to be fun. Should you really me. be playing a game called Blood Rage? He's um, <laughs> <laughs> got a point. Listen, then, my, my wrath is is subtle and like... Until it's not. I mean, <laughs> I want to see this now. Like, it's cracking me up because like, you're such a nice guy and mellow, and it's always like, "Hey, how you doing?" I mean, I'm not like screaming at the table right there. I'm like, "Oh, you did that? Okay." <laughs> That's how you know he's going to screw you for the next hour. Uh-oh. That's even worse. It's <laughs> okay. almost like the, uh, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Look, it's like, kind of like, like that. Yeah, because now I have to destroy you. Yeah, now I'm I, now now I'm not going to win the game, but <laughs> you are not going to win the game and possibly cry yourself asleep. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's me. Yeah, you? Blood Rage. Uh, I think my favorite game is still City of Iron. Okay, mm. um, just because it's it has deck building, worker placement. Um, resource management. It's got so many mechanics, and every decision in the game is absolutely crucial. And you have a finite number of decisions to make, and one wrong turn, and like you can't recover. So that's a really good game. Um, and then, like the way that I came to know the shop is, I came in. I think like the second day you were open, just like on a whim, because mm-hmm. I heard because Alan mentioned you were opening. I came in. I walk in. My brother-in-law's in here, uh, Mike Carney, and he's t- we're talking everything, and he just shouts over to you like, "Hey, Will, you going to get X Wing in?" <laughs> and and from there on out, it was just okay. <laughs> yeah, and he introduced us, and we started talking about X Wing, and you had. Even though you had not played the game yet, like you recognized there was potential there, and it's some, a neat game. Some of us had been looking for a, a new home for for X Wing, and you've been incredibly welcoming to the community, and um, we've we've been absolutely thrilled to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, like we look forward to future supporting you and, and getting tournaments up and running here but x-wing is a miniatures game mm-hmm. which is very big on the market right now but also uh card games now this is an mm-hmm. area that i have not ventured into because i know my addictive nature i warned yeah. him about x-wing i, I cautioned him because I, I knew it didn't work no i know nope. no, no. but magic is still huge very very is it like it seems that like for we're in a very good spot in this area right now is where we have i think just like the perfect amount of shops and things like everyone is just far enough apart from everyone else so everyone can kind of have a slice of the pie yeah i agree 110 percent. and i've noticed that like within those shops Magic is a common denominator. Magic yes. seems to pay the bills. It, it it really does, and it seems like every shop does what's called Friday Night Magic, where everyone comes on a Friday night to play, 
And uh, one of the things I was looking into is like, well, where does everyone else go on a Friday? So that's why I started Dungeons and Dragons on Fridays and uh, other games. We still, yes, do magic on Fridays, but it doesn't encompass the whole store. Yeah, uh, we just we want to be a place for everyone. But magic, it's competitive, it's addicting, it's fun, and it's it's yeah. <laughs> People who are really into it invest a lot of money in it, and it helps a shop like like me. It really does. Yeah. As long as, but my big thing is I don't want to alienate anyone. So we don't want to just be like, oh, they're that magic shop, you know? Yeah. And which is good, but uh, you know, and, and to touch on something, I, I totally agree with Western New York. Like, there's enough people. The geek culture is huge now. Um, you know, all the shops I, I've met, every owner, they're all great. And it's just, you know, I, I love the fact everyone's got a little more of a specialty in one area or the other. And yeah. I, you know, we should all we should have a sit down in the five families here. I'll make some pasta. <laughs> we'll all sit in here. You know, everyone could bring their bodyguards. You know, and then just we'll all stand up around. The territories. And, you know, and, and exactly, and just <laughs> carve up the territories. <laughs> so. With with magic being as prevalent as it is, what have you seen like uh, requests? You you put out a list for people to request stuff. What are you seeing people mm-hmm. wanting more of? Wow, interesting. Because um, I know I know Transformers just came out. It did. Yeah, and, and I that one I'm I'm kind of interested to try out. Fortunately, well, unfortunately, I have I one am, more starter set left over there. I, I, I had six. I'm unfortunately unemployed at the moment. Oh yeah, but you, you should be able to get stuff on your good looks. I mean, Not the here. science is accurate. <laughs> but when accurate. when you put into practice, it just it doesn't. It doesn't work. What do I see? Well, requests. We get a lot of requests for gamers looking for other gamers. Okay. People want to jump in and learn board games. Uh, there's a lot of D&D groups who've come to me and asked, like, hey, we have a homebrew game. Can we, can we play here? Yes, you can play here. That's amazing. You know, yeah. I always go around and try to get to know everybody. So, uh, wow, what do we get requests for? We so have what do you see up and, and coming? Oh, up and coming. Well, right now the hot thing's Keyforge. Yes. Which was made by yeah. uh, what Garfield, the gentleman who Richard created Garfield. magic, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he—it's a game that he created and is really hot right now. And uh, we're everyone's selling out of it all over the place, and yeah. people are calling it the next magic. But I've also spoken to some so-called mo- or magic experts who are like, "Yeah, this—it's not gonna. Nothing could replace Magic: The Gathering. That was lightning in a bottle. The way it got rolling and is the money it's worth. But Keyforge is pretty huge right now. Uh, Gloomhaven." Everyone talks about Gloomhaven all the time, yeah. asking if we're going to carry it. And um, it's a big box to carry. Yeah, it's a big box to carry. And but I'm I'm hearing from everyone's played it. I've not played it yet, but yeah. we're doing everything we can to get our hands on it. Uh, and there's been a huge Dungeons and Dragons resurgence. It's amazing. I mean, people come in and there's D and D everywhere, and it's, it's kind of neat. You know, um, it, it's funny that I opened this place with the idea of comics funding it and the comics have been like the slower steadier thing i've been selling you know it's growing but um requests yeah it's 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 neat because i'm seeing across the board um board games actually i think board games is the one thing people are asking about cool yeah not bad i mean that's that sounds about right tabletop is is huge and it's growing It it just it doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon yeah <laughs> i'm gonna ride that wave brother <laughs> and people also ask uh, when i'm going to be showing holy grail on the uh, tv so which is pretty much every day uh i would just say keep the mystery science theater on all the time i, I do I, all the time listen i start the day off here with clerks and then i play mystery science theater all throughout the day and i usually end with holy grail that's like your standard day at iron buffalo here um 
And then I'll, I'll put Infinity War on if I want people to be, you know, upset. <laughs> Impressed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 just a, it's a it's a fun ride right now, and I'm not just saying that because I drink ten cups of coffee a day and one americano and a mar- macchiato. <laughs> That's a whole other addictive thing we'll get into on another. Is this counseling? Is this? I mean, it can be. It can be great. <laughs> Hi, I'm Will, and I have a caffeine problem. <laughs> well, it might help if you stop drinking coffee at the moment you're telling you us that you have problems. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> so we'll get you out of here on this. Okay. Where where do you see Iron Buffalo going in the future? Where do you want it to go? What's what's one of what are one of our multiple goals that you have for this this place in it that's right now in its infancy? Well, I've got a couple. Uh, you know, I, you sit down when you create a business plan. You try to have a one year, three year, or five year, and beyond goals with your business plan. Uh, one of my goals was to become a shop in the community that's always looking to donate and help charities. We've been open seven weeks. We've already done four charity events. So we're averaging like pretty much one every other week now. Uh, and, and the reason for that is just because that's, that's cool. That's the right thing to do. A shop yeah. like this brings people together and helps the community. So, you know, that's just, it's great. Believe uh, a wise man once said, with great power comes great responsibility. Heard that somewhere. Before. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, and I don't know if we're the type of shop that Buffalo needs, but the one we have right now. So, you know, <laughs> uh, the other thing is I, I the coffee's really taken off. I mean, I, I do have to put a, a small plug in for uh, typical coffee roasters. Jesse is the man. He stopped in. He created my Iron Buffalo Roast Coffee that I constantly sell out of. And he just did it because he's a great guy, very knowledgeable. And um, it just seems a good mix, caffeine and gamers. It's just, you know. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, it's, it's not such a good mix when they spill it on the comics. But, you know, other than that. Um, all right. So back to what you had asked me. Uh, one thing I'd like to do is, is this shop's really starting to take off. And I see families. I see it bringing people together. I'd love to turn it into a franchise. Because there are guys like us out there across the country who are good with people, super knowledgeable, who are feeling kind of lost. And if we could all team up and have shops, man, you know, we could, you know, form quite the alliance. And uh, it'd be cool to franchise, have an Iron Buffalo all over the country. Maybe it could, you know, people could pick their own animal, maybe, you know, like the, <laughs> the Iron Chicken or, you know, the... Now nah, you got to brand it. You got to own it. Yeah. Go to Australia, the Iron Koala. The Iron Koala. Now we're talking. Could be the Australia. Iron, the Iron Dingo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that. Our coffee's uh, so bold, it'll eat your baby. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You missed your calling. You really should have been in marketing. Uh, yeah, I guess. And I also want to be a shop that helps educate people, going back to my teaching roots. So whether it be about comics, people can learn games, learn about heroes, learn about coffee. You know, that's another thing I want to do here. But, but yeah, eventually I'd like to expand, have some other shops. Not sure where, but... Anyway, might have some technical difficulties, but I think we're okay. Oh, we're back? Was yeah, I gone? You're back. You're okay. You're okay. Okay. All right, anyways. But yeah, I went to a place of education. People can learn board games, learn about comics, you know, get caffeinated and expand and uh, just bring something to the community because it's an amazing, this gaming community is amazing. I've met some of the most amazing people just in these short seven weeks I've been open. You know, new friends and, and regulars. People are just awesome. So I really appreciate you guys uh, having your podcast here. This is your the first official podcast ever at Iron Buffalo. So well, thank you. Know, you. I'm excited. This is this was a lot of fun. So I thank you for coming here. I thank you guys for you know everything you're doing in the community and uh, you know keep up the good work. Yeah, I think um, in the short time I've been coming here, every time I leave, I can't wait to come back. Your oh, enth- that's awesome. Your enthusiasm is infectious. Your well, thank pa- you. your passion is 
is first and foremost what people see when they come in here and it's it's really what's kind of driving this place and it's great to see it grow um, i appreciate that tell tell the people all the places they can find you physically social media <laughs> tell them tell them where they can find iron well I, for one thing i'm i'm pretty much always at the shop open to close every day because it's it's my ship and you know, i'm the captain so i should be here i want to meet everybody i want to meet the people so you can find iron buffalo comics we have a website www.ironbuffalocomics.com you can find iron buffalo on facebook we have an instagram account we do have a twitter account we don't go to it much but uh, it is on there um and I'm hoping down the line here to have our own YouTube channel and maybe our own Iron Buffalo podcast coming down the line some some point. And uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, come and see us. We're always here. By us, I mean me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks again, guys. Thank no you, problem. Well, thank for you for here. coming. Sure. All right, uh, Drew. Uh, that's I think that's gonna about do it for us this week. Do you have anything? I'm just hoping that this weather does not uh, continue to decline. Oh, it's nothing yet. What are we going to get, two inches? I don't want to deal with it at all, man. Oh, stop. I'm at that point. How can you be at that point? We haven't had anything yet. In life. I'm just at the why am I here again point. But Because it's Buffalo and it's awesome. I mean, it's home. It's awesome. <laughs> no, I have nothing to add. Um no, I don't. Okay. I, have no, I have nothing. Hopefully, hopefully the Sabres are winning. That's all I can say. Okay. Uh, folks, that's going to about do it for us here again on Devil's Do. We thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we definitely hope if you're local in the area, please, by all means, come out and check out um, Iron Buffalo. Do you give us... Do you give us the physical address? I don't think you did. Okay. Let me, let's me let's get the uh, the physical address out there really quickly. Um, you gave it to me, and I think it is... Yes. The address here is 656... Millersport Highway, Amherst, New York, 14226. If you want, you can call them at 716-982-9735. And by all means, if you want to communicate with us here at The Devil's Do, you can do so at the following social media outlets. You can go to Twitter and like us at Devil's Do Pod. You can or follow us at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod, like our page. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devil's Do Podcast.com. That being said, Drew, any closing statements? Uh, again, uh, no. <laughs> nothing at all. I've got nothing. I know. Okay. I know. Go Sabres. Go Sabres. Go Sabres. Um, next week we will be back with episode four mm-hmm. of Daredevil season mm-hmm. three, and hopefully some more news. So yeah. Kevin Feige, we'll have fun either way. We know you're listening. If you can kind of throw us bone here, maybe that Avengers trailer, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, it's supposed to come out three days ago. Did you see me roll my eyes just now? I did. Yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us. Court is a dream.